Yo, Bing. What's happening? What's good, bro? Man, you know me. Taking one day at a time. Got you, got you, got you. What did you think about the last episode, bro? <laughs> you know what? Y'all having too much fun without me. <laughs> Not intentional. <laughs> and I didn't. It looks like Moody gonna end up being a little bit late. Rob's gonna end up being a little bit late, and Murph is not gonna be. Oh, bro, it's just me. That, that works, man. It's working. It's okay, you know. At the end of the day, we still a group. We still a tandem. We still, you know, it's still, still us. Yeah. So when, 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 and and. To you know, hop in. We'll go ahead and and do the picks from there. But ladies and gentlemen, first let's go ahead and get into this intro. You know what time it is. It is your favorite wrestling podcast on the motherfucking internet. It is Black Guys Talking About Wrestling. It is Black Guys Talking About Wrestling. God damn it! And you know who I am. I am the owner of the Ways World Podcast Network. I am your boy Wade. And on this broadcast with me right now, we have our reigning, defending, BGTW, World Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Dwayne Bean, the villain himself. I'm the emperor of this nation. I'm the leader of the new school. I'm the runner of this show. That's what I am. That's how it is. That's how it's going to be. How you doing, Wade? How you doing? I cannot complain, bro. I cannot complain. Last episode, we talked about Owen Hart. We talked about the the, the show goes on. Um, I don't know if we, we were, had a chance to, to get your opinion, but let's start out with that. Since you weren't able to join us on the last episode, um, what are your opinions on some of the things we talked about? Um, well, like, like I, you know what? I, I can't fault anybody in that situation. Because mm-hmm. I've never been in that situation, mm-hmm. um, but from from me to say that you know they should have stopped the show, I don't know. Um, I understand why they didn't, because you know as a somebody who puts a product together, you don't want to send your fans home. What uh, or what the fuck? What the fuck just happened? What the fuck just happened? You know, yeah. and I you know and I understand from. You know, the performer standpoint, you don't want to go out there and perform after somebody dies out in the ring. You know, you don't want to do that. Exactly. You know, but but as what I, you know, what they they do say in in show business, no matter what happens, the show goes on. So do, do I fault Vince for continuing the show? No. Um. Do I fault the WWE for doing what they, you know, trying to trying to put the show together? No. Do I fault them for everything else they did? Yes. You know, uh, for one, they should have. I understand that you know it was Owens' idea. You know, well, it was Vince, you know, all that. But as soon as he, you know, as soon as he died in your ring, that's your responsibility. So you do whatever you got to do to. For his family, no matter what, that's even right now. Yes, that was you know over almost twenty years ago. 
It wasn't 20, yeah, almost over, over 20 years ago. I'm sorry. It was one in 90, 90 something. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you do, you do whatever you got to do to provide for that family because this person died in your ring. Did, you know, he was performing in your ring. I don't care about that independent contractor bullshit that they try to call out right now. That's your responsibility. You take care of that person's family no matter what for the rest of their life. If their kids got to go to college, you put them to college. You know, you don't alienate that family for nothing. Yeah. And what I feel like they could have done more. They could have done more and I feel like they could have accepted more fault, but like I don't know. It just was. It's just all the way wonky. I just feel like it was all the way like situation. And I mean, you can't for the you know what was the stage hand and uh, whatever type of at, uh, apparatus they was using wasn't fit for a human body or you know stuff like that. Like you got to know what you're doing before you do it. And I understand that they did it before with Shawn Michaels. Oh, excuse me, in WrestleMania 12, you know, him coming down the thing, but mm-hmm. you can't do, you can't say you're going to do something and not, you know, and not practice it and not, I don't know if they, I think they practiced it before, but anyway, you know, you can't, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm like, I'm frustrated to the point where I have nothing to say about the situation. Because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm pissed off about the whole entire situation. Like you, you can't. No, I hundred percent. I hundred percent understand where you're coming from. Uh, <laughs> I hundred percent because that that's kind of how I felt when last week when I was talking with Rob. Like it just, it's just the all around like a situation is very very difficult to talk about. Like talking about Eddie or just the way I feel like talking about. Benoit, these are like difficult fucking subjects that's that's hard to talk about. Yeah, but you but you have to, you have yeah. to because you can't you can't put it under the uh, the bush. You know you can't just put it under the rug and sweep it under the rug like nothing happened. You can't do that because at the end of the day, we know all we know it. Everybody knows it. You can't hide it. It is what it is. You got to talk about it. Put it on the front. Make your mistakes. Admit you're making mistakes and move on. But, you know, but, you know, that's just coming from a black guy in Indianapolis. You know, I, I guess a lot of people don't feel like they are at fault at situations. Mm-hmm. And they won't admit fault at situations until they will just deny, 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 deny. Right. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, you got, if you are an owner of any type of business, any type of um, performance, whatever you have to take responsibility for the people for any for for anything and everything. Even if you don't think it's your fault, you still take responsibility for that because you are the owner. You have you are held to a higher standard for everybody else. And like and like they always say, like you only you only as good as your leader. <clears throat> and, exactly. And and, uh, and a fish rise from the head down. Like exactly, it, it, it's really that simple. But also what we're going to do on this episode, DB, is 
So there's this thing on YouTube that I've been watching recently called Wrestling's Most, the Wrestling's Most series. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down a list of some of the wrestling mosts and you tell me where you think these are or would you fill in something different for one of the items, okay? All right. But before we do that. Yes. I want I want to shout out a couple people that had amazing weeks this past week. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I want to shout out Chris Bay, and I want to shout out Leo Russ. Them two had amazing weeks last week. For Chris Bay to be in the Impact World Championship match, uh-huh. and and the New Japan Super World G Cup, J Cup. I'm sorry, J Cup. Yep. You know, at the, at the same night in the same weekend, shout out to him for for busting his ass and putting on mo- multiple great matches in the weekend. And then what uh, about Leo, Leo Rush? Leo Rush too for him to be in uh, MLW and uh, New Japan and Super J Cup too. For him, you know, after his whirlwind year that started earlier this year, for him to be a fire by WWE. Mm-hmm. He's killing it. He's killing it. And him being on uh, MTV's The Challenge, Rural World Wolf Challenge. Yes. Y'all got to watch that. It's amazing, by the way. Anyway, um, for him to be on MLW, New Japan, and MTV all in the same weekend, shout out to him, bro. You know, at the end of the day, you know, yes, I understand WWE is where you want to be, is is the be-all, end-all in wrestling. But that's not to be all end all in in life. For him to turn around from you know being in that worst spot to to just killing it now. New Japan, MTV, putting out albums, putting out you know wrestling matches, going back to MLW, just torn the house down, man. Uh, you know what? Really I'm, quick, really quick. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, on this on the audio. If you're listening to this and you hear all those dings and stuff, my wife. This, I'm recording this off of an iPad. Uh, my wife's iPhone is connected to the iPad, and she's in this group chat, and they keep texting. And so every day you hear somebody new from the group chat texting. So you won't hear it going further. I just, oh, Lord. I just wanted to explain, <laughs> like, what what those different things was, but continue. Yeah. But you know, sh- shout out to them for, for busting their asses and having a hell of a week, hell of a weekend, hell of a, you know, career that they got so far and I you know wish nothing but the best for them too right now I just gotta I had to say that before we started getting to got you and I definitely um I definitely wish the best for for Leo Rush I definitely wish the best for for Chris Bay um Leo Rush pissed me off though back when he was on the indies before I guess he he made it to to WWE um when he got like powerbombed off the ladder and then 100% like no sold it like stood up right afterwards I felt like that was a complete shitting on the business uh, but beyond that you know and also Leo Rush don't be wanting to pay his dues sometimes but those are different you know different stories different topics different days but as far as him putting in like the work in the ring to be able to not only appear in MLW but to also appear in the Super J Cup and to you know put on like multiple fantastic matches, again definitely gets definitely gets applause. Definitely gets applause. Uh, 
Yes, sir. So, we're going to start with wrestling's most controversial moments. In fifth place, we have Vince Russo winning the WCW Championship. (laughs) Okay. In fourth place, we have Vince McMahon saying wrestling is fake. In third place, we have the ECW crucifixion. In second place, we have the show must go on. And in first place, the Montreal Screwjob. How do you feel about that order? Would you change anything? I definitely would change a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you said third was Vince saying uh, wrestling is no, fake. No, third was the ECW crucifixion. Ah, the fourth, fourth. Okay, fourth. Um, because he said that in a court of law, right? Yes. In order to stop paying the athletic commissions, he basically told them this isn't a sport. The outcomes are fixed, and this is entertainment. So, yeah. So. Wouldn't you do the same? In a bit, you know, I'm, in a in a in like a global like business sense, yes. But in a wrestling business sense, like protecting the wrestling business, no. I I understand what you're saying. I, I do, but at the end of the day, you know that that he want he wanted to be a global marketing genius. You know, he wanted to expand the WWF to to global superstardom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I th- it's just like movies. Basically, it's a live movie. No, you don't go into the movie theater thinking everything's real. You know, you don't, you know, you know that the movies are not, you know, Thanos is not really Thanos and he's not snapping away thousands of people, millions of people right now. That's not going to happen in real life. That's just the same as, you know, AJ Styles, you know, doing, you know, beating multiple people on one art. No, I'm sorry. Kofi Kingston going through uh, the gauntlet all night, beating Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, you know, Robert, all those guys that he did that night right. at the gauntlet. You know, he's not – I under, everybody's telling the story. And just because it's – in your face in real life doesn't mean that the the matches aren't predetermined. That the matches are, you know, that everybody's like really I'm really gonna punch you in your mouth. Because at the end of the day, like a lot of those matches wouldn't be matches. It wouldn't be really entertaining if the matches weren't predetermined. Because a lot of those guys, you know, some of them guys is really, really, really rough. They really about this life. People like Shawn Michaels are not about this life at all. So, you know, it's – I understand why Vince did what he did. So I would take that out, put the finger point the finger uh, point of doom in its place. So the thing, I would take – Okay, so you would swap yeah. out Vince McMahon for the finger poke of doom? Okay. okay. Yep. And I would take out Vince Russo. For David Arquette. Ooh. That might actually be higher, in my opinion. That might be two or three. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and because as, 
Go ahead. Because I'm sorry, as as a, for for a company like WCW, mm-hmm. WCW it was supposed to be a a company that's like the that's like the WWF. Right. So you wouldn't want an actor whose first match and they win their the world heavyweight championship. To win the big, the big strap, the big gold belt, like to not only, not only like be in the match, but to pin like the world champion, like because he, yeah, because he got the pin, he won the world championship. Crazy, right? Ridiculous. Crazy. I don't, I don't give a damn if it's for publicity. I don't care if it was about a movie. I don't care about none but the of that. Thing it's is, so David Arquette still wrestles. He does. Shout out to him. And you know what? I understand. And he he talked about this moment. He was like, um, he doesn't want to alienate people. And now he's still wrestling. So shout out to him about that. You know, he he's trying to put his 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 best on. But yeah, that moment was stupid as fuck. He shouldn't have did that shit. They shouldn't have did that shit at all. That's on my list. I'm sticking to it. Okay. Fuck. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. So, the next up, the next up would be, give me one second here. Ah, here we go. Wrestling's most botched. Uh, so the, in fifth place, we have um, a man by the name of Art Donovan, uh, who was a uh, personality, I believe, in the New York area around that time. And basically what he did the whole night, I forgot which company this was in, but he kept asking, like, he wasn't smartened up in, like, the slightest way. So he just kept asking, kept asking, like, how much does that guy weigh? Oh, he's big. Or how much is, oh, how much does that guy weigh? Or like and stuff like that. It was just very, very awkward. But number four on the list is Vince McMahon tearing both of his quads on the ring and during after the Royal Rumble when Cena and Batista eliminated each other. Uh, also, third is the night that Jeff Hardy was drugged up versus Sting in the ring. In second place, Booker T drops the N the N word um, on Hulk Hogan, and number one, the Shockmaster. How do you feel about that list? <laughs> I don't have anything negative to say about the list. I can understand the list. I'm good with that list. Okay. Um, anything to say about any I would put, Yeah, I will put. Jeff Hardy number one on Sting. I'm a Jeff Hardy and Sting number one because you knew better. Don't come out there drugged up in a championship match at that, you know, at the main event. Don't do that shit. You got to be more professional than that. Um, But I understand, you know, drug problem. Everybody has their problems and he's better now. Shout out to him. He's better now. He's got through it. Um, uh, He's looking good. He's looking, you know, I'm I'm appreciative of that. But you can't do that. You know, you, you got you got people paying people, you got people paying on pay-per-view. You got a job to do. You gotta go out there and fulfill your duties. You can't be out there doped up and expecting to, you know, have people still cheer for you. You know, still put money in your pocket, still want your autograph. Well, you you decided to to you know you decided to feel like 
my high is better than every everybody else. So, you know, like I said, I'm 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 happy that he's better. But that has to go to number one. Definitely happy that he's better. Definitely happy that he's better. Um, so how do you feel about Vince McMahon tearing both of his quads? That's funny. I'm sorry. It's funny because his old ass had no business trying to slide in the ring, and then all of a sudden you pop both quads, and then you're sitting on the like road talking about all oh, restart. <laughs> like a like an angry five year old sitting down. Yeah, yeah. So so it's like you know I'm. You had no you had no business going out there trying to be all mad and stuff. But I, you know I understand it. It's all a it's all the route, you know, it's all the trying to make the uh, show better. But, yeah, man, come on now. Your old ass ain't got no business sliding in the ring and popping both lines. Like How that. do you feel about Booker T saying nigga on fucking oh, – <laughs> I still use that to this day. I still use it. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. <laughs> that is the funniest stuff ever. I still say it. And you know, I if you just look at if you I, look at Sherry's face, like Sherry was like, What? She like Sherry, Sherry started laughing. Exactly. That that moment, well <laughs> that's the funniest moment in, in wrestling history, in my opinion. I don't I don't give it like I said, I don't care what you say, how you say it. Him doing that, and I'm still gonna use that till the day I die. That is going to be the funniest moment in, in history, in wrestling history, in my opinion. No matter what, no matter what we do, no matter what we talk about, Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga, will be the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life, wrestling-wise. Like Booker T's hands, Booker T's hands dropped his head? Yes, head. yes, all that. Like his, the whole thing. His hands dropping his head. Stevie Ray, like, what the fuck? Sensational Sherry, like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, she's she <laughs> tapping his chin and shit, like, you good, bro. You be like, it's like, it happens. It happens. Like, you you didn't know what you was doing. And then, like, you purposely went up there and, like, fucked up and, and like, you know, was that bad. But, you Yeah. Again, that that's what happens when you're getting broken into the business and you're like, Starting to learn. Should happen. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. So, 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 so. Next thing is next. The most despised wrestlers in the business. Or wrestling's most despised. Number five, Jose Gonzalez. For those who don't know, he is the killer of, of Bruiser Brody. Uh, number four, John Laurinaitis. Number three, Chris Benoit. Number two, Vince McMahon, and number one, Vince Russo. So, is it despised as actual people? Yes. So, not character-wise, like actual ass, like as a as a, as a person, like I despise him. as as a dickhead. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have no. Uh, see, I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but. The whole Chris Benoit, um, for for his head to be as fucked up as it was mm-hmm. when 
when they did the surgery, you know, when after he died, when they actually uh, took his brain out and how much how bad his CTE was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not giving him an excuse for everybody who's listening. Not giving any excuse. No, he, he shouldn't have did the dumb shit that he did. But for him to have that messed up of a brain, to have that much dementia as young as he was, I can't put him on this list. Um... I understand why he's on this mm-hmm. list because, like I said, of, of the the person, the people, you know, you can't kill your wife and son, no matter no matter what, right? You know, no matter what. But I, I mean, but I don't know who to put on this list instead of Christmas. So I have to. So who is one of your most despised people in the wrestling business, or or are all? I can't talk today. Or are all of them already on this list? Uh, I think most of those people are already on this list. Okay. Okay. Um, I really don't. I really don't like Bischoff. I'm not despised, and you know. He's not that – I'm not despised yeah. of Bischoff. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't really fuck with Bischoff. You don't care for easy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care for him. You know, but I wouldn't put him on this list. He's not in my top five. I understand that, you know, the list is what it is, and I'm okay with this list. Okay, 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 okay. Let's see, let's see, let's see. So, I'm trying to find the next one. The next one I want. So, wrestling's most crappiest gimmicks. The Ding Dongs, the Gobbledygooker, the Red Rooster, and the Yeti. How do you feel? <laughs> um, I'm good with it. Uh, Gorilla Gonzalez was a you know not Gorilla, uh, Giant Gonzalez was a terrible one. Isaac Yankum DDS was terrible. It was horrible. You know what? Isaac Yankum DDS is number four. Gobbly Gooker is number three. Um, but he's the Yeti. No, fuck that. That shit was stupid. <laughs> that shit was dumb. Dumb as hell. Uh, you know what? I I like him as a person, but Glacier, the, the character, the oh, gimmick, Glacier. Don't do Glacier. The, the gimmick was. He was a fucking uh, wannabe Sub Zero. Take that shit. Get it, get it out of here. Get it out of here. That shit was terrible. You can't. It was terrible. You cannot disrespect the greatest that is Glacier. You cannot disrespect the greatest that is Glacier because I like Glacier. Okay. Like I said, Glacier is Glacier. The person is cool. I I respect Glacier, but if I can boo this man from Happy Gilmore, I will boo him. (laughs) Boo Glacier is terrible. Is he worth now? Gooker. 
Is he worse than the Ding Dong? Is he worse than the than the fucking Red Rooster? Is he worse? He's worse than, than the Red Rooster. Is he worse than the Yeti? Yes, yes, he's worse than the Red Rooster. Number definitely. You know what? As as a as a character, you know, Dick the Dumpster was terrible too. But that's besides the point. The dumpster was definitely horrible. So was fucking. Garbage. Fucking Booger. Fucking, uh, what was his name? Booger Master or something like that? Like, Booger? He was Booger Bastion. Freaking terrible. Booger Bastion. Horrible. Completely fucking. Like, come on, man. That shit ain't gonna fly. No. Nobody want to see this shit. No, not at all. Not at all. All right. Last one before we do our SmackDown review. So. Number five for the most shocking heel turns. Andre turns on the Hulk. Uh, number four, Sean turns on Marty. Number three, Steve Austin joins Vince. Number two, the Montreal Screwjob. And then number one, Hogan joins the NWO. How do you feel about the list? Comments on any of the, of the entries? And would you change it? I have no problem with Hogan joining the NWO being number one. That was my number one. That's always that will always be on my number one. Hogan joining the NWO was is the best slash worst thing to ever happen in professional Um Steve Austin joined events. Shouldn't have happened when it happened at WrestleMania. After all them chair shots. Um, because it was in it was in Texas. It was in Houston, Texas. Texas is uh Steve Austin's ooh, excuse me, stomping ground. That's where he you know, everybody loves Steve in Texas. Mm-hmm. So of course no nobody was gonna boo him in Texas. No. No matter what he did. No. The Texas belongs to, to Steve Austin. Exactly. So you shouldn't have turned him then. And I think, you know, Stone Cold even said that. But, you know, I would take that out. Mm-hmm. And um, just as a, you know, newer generation guy, newer, you know, I, would, I, I, like, I like the new stuff. I would like to put Seth turning on Roman and Dean. Mm. You put that up there. I will put that as, as a top five all time heel turn. Yeah, okay. I actually would. Okay. Hey, I have no problem. I have um, no problem with the picks. Now, when when Rob eventually joins, and he and he goes with. He's the- always going. He's always going to have an issue with somebody. What somebody said. That's why I had to put his ass down. That's why I had to whoop him. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I, I will put Seth over Dean and uh, Roman. I got you. personally because because I was there, you know. So you were there. I guess I got a little. Are yeah. you at Raw? Yeah, I got. You I got at Raw that night. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's a, just a little bias in me, but I don't think that. Um. Hey, the fact that you were in the building for that, though. Yeah, I will put that up there. Just because of the, of the 
circumstances after, you know, after them doing what they did the night before. And then, you know. I got you. I got you. Um, Go ahead. So let's go ahead and get into this SmackDown review. So. Um, one major segment advertised ahead of Friday's edition of WWE SmackDown was a contract signing between SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks and her TLC pay-per-view opponent, Carmella. Instead of a simple contract signing, the pair ended up serving as the night's main event. Um, Carmella beat Sasha, but she didn't win the title. So, to, to let me see here, because I think they first order. They definitely do. Give me one second here. The order that they got this, the results laid down is stupid. Give me a brief second while I correct the order. Here we go. But I will say, you know, they wasted that. They wasted that match because I don't think anybody wants to see Carmelo versus Sasha at TLC now. Because they wasted it. They wasted it. Just because, you know, I understand that was the first night in the new um, the new uh, Thunderdome and, and Tropicana Field and all that. But, nah, man, you, you don't waste it. the SmackDown Women's Championship match. All right, Ben. So- and, then, and then you have that terrible finish. But go ahead. No, I got you. I got you. Um, so... The TLC, um, the TLC pay-per-view is set to take place on December the 20th, and since WWE has already filled up most of the card, Friday SmackDown was all about some of the big feuds. After several physical encounters over the past several weeks, Carmella and Sasha signed the contract for their SmackDown Women's title bout at TLC. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defeated the Street Profits two weeks ago, so Montez Ford was looking for some revenge when he took on the show-off. And the previous week's shows also featured growing tension between Big E and Sami Zayn. So this is basically what ended up going down. So after the opening segment with Banks and Carmella ended quickly, Ford and Ziggler came out for their match. Both teams delivered promos before it got started. The show-off went for a single-leg takedown, but got to the ropes. Ziggler kicked him in the gut and raked his face across the top rope. A dropkick scored Ziggler a two-count. Ford, encount- Ford countered a dropkick and hit one of his own. As he started to build some momentum, Angelo Dawkins prevented Robert Roode from interfering. Ford and Dawkins then called for solo cups to run from the ceiling as the show went to a break. We returned to see Ziggler um, keeping Ford in the headlock. He dropped several elbows before hitting a jumping elbow for a near fall. The SmackDown Tag Champions started making a comeback, countering some of the Ziggler's signature moves. Rude attacked Dawkins, and the distraction led to the show off hitting a super kick for the win. How do you? How, so, how did you feel about that first match? You do need an opponent for the Street Profits. Um, I have no problem with Ziggler and Rude. Uh, you got nothing for them, so put them putting them together for the tag team opportunity is ideal. You know, I, I don't have a problem with that. Plus. Ziggler is probably one of the best workers that you got in WWE right now. So I don't 
you know, and, and that match itself was really decent. It was really good. I, I like because um, you you got Montez Ford, which is probably the best athlete in the WWE right now. Um, well, let me take that back. He's probably not the best athlete in this house, but he's probably the second best athlete in the W in the WWE right now. Um, and for him and, and Ziggler, who's probably the best technical wrestler besides Chad Gable, maybe. You know what? That's what I want to see that Ziggler and Gable together. Anyway, but um. I, I have no problem with, with, with them doing something with Rude, with Rude and uh, Ziggler because the Street Profits need a bad guy team to go against, and that's not a that's not a bad team. Plus, if you wanted to give the titles to Rude and Ziggler, you can, um, and then let let them go. So yeah, I, I I don't have any negative things to say. Okay, so next up, Biggie versus Sami Zayn. <clears throat> We returned after a break to see Zayn in the ring ranting about how he doesn't have any merchandise. Biggie made him a shirt backstage for the commercial to make the icy champion upset. The powerhouse came out and threw his coat at Corey Graves before the ref called for the bill. Zayn made the announcers clarify that this was a non-title bout. They locked up and Biggie pushed Zayn to the mat. The big man contained control for a long time as he put as he pushed his opponent and talked trash at the same time. Zayn had the upper hand for a few months, but Big E started throwing him around with belly-to-belly suplexes. The Great Liberator hit a crossbody, but Big E rolled through. He hit, an, he hit a urinagi, and Zayn immediately started acting like his hand was hurt. He slapped E across the face and tried to run away. Big E chased him under the ring. As the ref continued to count, Zayn made it back in the, in, made it back in the ring to win by countout. How, do you feel, how did you feel about the next match? I don't even want to talk about that match, honestly. I don't even want to. Well, I don't want to talk about that match. I want to talk about what happened before, uh, after that match. Okay. Well, about about Biggie, uh, Biggie, and his conversation with Paul Heyman on Tag on Smack. Did you hear? Did you see that? Um, that I did not see. But go ahead and explain. Oh my gosh, it was it was amazing. It you know pa- Paul Heyman is being Paul Heyman, and basically I want to you know. I'm gonna paraphrase it, but what Paul Heyman was basically basically like said, he said that Big E has so much talent and so much potential that his accomplishments with the New Day will pale in the accomplishments that he's gonna have as a singles wrestler. And then he wants to he he asked Big E a rhetorical question. He asked him. When was the last time Roman Reigns was in the ring and anybody said anything about the shit? Damn. Damn. Effective. Very much effective. So we move on to the next segment. Uh, Jay Uso and Kevin Owens got into a scrap. Um, Roman Reigns and Jay Uso were backstage when Kevin Owens went to the ring. Uso asked if he could go get Owens and Reigns told him to do it. KO delivered a promo with the table, a ladder, and, a ch- and some chairs on the ring. 
He addressed Reigns directly and said all of those weapons would help him get back to the top of WWE. Uso attacked him with a chair and went right after his knee. The tribal chief smiled as he watched Uso attack his TLC opponent. Owens found a way to get the upper hand and put Jay through a table with a powerbomb. This brought out Reigns, but Paul Heyman convinced him to do this on his own time, not Owens. After a break, Reigns attacked Owens backstage and took him out before he spoke right to the camera and asked KO's wife to talk sense in him. Um, no matter what Jay seems to do, he keeps getting he keeps getting his ass whooped. Like no matter what Jay seems to do to try to like, hey, look, cousin Roman, I'm doing good. Like, hey, like I'm I'm here with you, Tribal Chief. Oh, we love you, Tribal Chief. Um, he he still be getting his ass whooped on a regular basis. Well, you know, as as a hero, you gotta <laughs> you gotta have your your henchmen get the ass whooped. So, <laughs> okay, I don't want to. I don't want to anger the tribal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want like appearing like Superman and like busting like through. I have no time for that. Yeah, but I think when when his brother comes back, they'll have a um. It, it'll be more dominant as for for like. My opinion, I, I don't want to assume anything, but hopefully it happens the way that I want it to happen. If the um, booze comes back and the prophets still have their titles, mm-hmm. Usos come and take the titles away from them, and then they then they reign they reign supreme over the SmackDown as Samoan Dynasty two point I can see it. I can definitely see it. But, you know, you got to take your ass whoopers now. Yeah. Next match, the Riot Squad versus Billy Kay and Natalia, which, by the way, them breaking up the Iconics. Forever, forever fucking stupid, but, you know, it's WWE, so what can you expect? Um, Billy Kay and Ruby Riot started um, for the teams. Riot quickly made the tag, so she and Liv Morgan could hit a double-team move. They kept Kay in their corner for a couple more tags. Natalia helped distract Morgan so Kay could get hit in the face. Could hit a boot to the face. Um, the cleaner parts dominated for a few minutes, but Kay tagged herself in. Uh, Morgan kicked her into Natalia and hit a combo with Ryan to get the win. It was a short match, had a sloppy-ass finish, and Natalia and Bill Kay were supposed to collide, but it ended up being a minor contact. Um, when Natty didn't go down at first, it looked weird when she was off to the apron a few seconds later. Billy Kay is a funny character, but WWE was dumb as fuck to separate her from Peyton Royce. The Riot Squad looked good together, but didn't get enough time to do anything memorable. This was a poorly booked match with subpar execution, which is a shame because all four women have proved they are capable of being better than this many times before. How do you feel? Yep. They said what I wanted to say. So I ain't gonna say nothing. Gotcha. Next up. Cesaro and Shinsuke versus Chad Gable and Otis. So the new team of Otis and Chad Gable Chad Gable were out after the break to face former SmackDown Chad champion Cesaro and Shinsuke. Earlier in the show, a clip of him and him training Otis um, appeared. 
Um, Cesaro took down Gable right away. Gable tagged in Otis, and the big man took the Swiss cyborg off his feet and then tagged Gable back in. Then went back and forth like this a few times before Cesaro leveled Gable with an uppercut. The dozer tagged back in and took control again. Gable demanded to be tagged in again, and he jumped right into the arms of Cesaro for the big swing. Nakamura came in and hit the Kinshasa for the win. Um, and just a general analysis of the match. Uh, is Gable really a heel right now? He is just a cocky guy who wants to be good. Does Otis need him? These are all questions we have after this match. The action in the ring was fine, but the story of Gable trying to teach Otis only to end up losing for his team didn't make a lot of sense. Are we supposed to want Otis and Gable to win, or should we want Otis to get tired of him and beat his ass? Nobody knows. Uh, regardless, it's always nice to see Cesaro and Nakamura get a chance to wrestle, even if it's in a short match like this. How do you feel? Yeah, you know what? I, I like <laughs> I like Cesaro and Nakamura. No matter what, no matter what they're in, Cesaro and Nakamura are two of the best in the business right now. Um, it'll be nice to see them do something. Uh, respectable with Cesaro and Nakamura. Excuse me, like have Cesaro or Nakamura have a really good Royal Rumble run. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I like Gable. Uh, I kind of don't understand what they're doing with him and Otis. Uh, but I'm gonna just let it play out. I'm gonna let it do what it do. So. I got you. Then we come to the, the night's main event, Sasha Banks versus Carmella uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So Banks and Adam Pearce were in the ring to open the show. The boss found there was no contract in the folder. It started to get mad. Uh, Mella appeared on the screen and said she had already signed it before, having it sent back out to her. They traded insults, and Carmella said she was the Queen's Gambit, not Tiger King. She said this while wearing an animal print design on her shirt. Banks dared her to come out for a title match tonight, and Mello agreed. Pierce made it the main event, and at the end of the night, Carmella debuted her new entrance. They locked up, and Carmella yanked Banks to the mat by her hair to get an early advantage. She kept the boss on defense until Banks hit a knee to the face. Mello hit a face buster on the apron as the show went back to a break. The princess of Staten Island hit a crossbody from the top rope for a two-count before she applied the code of silence. Banks encountered, countered into the bank statement. Um, Carmella's henchman pulled Banks out of the ring while the ref was distracted. Banks attacked Carmella and got herself disqualified. Carmella super kicked her out of the ring and pushed her face into the ice bucket she was using for her champagne. She grabbed a bottle and smashed it over the back of Banks, over the back of Banks's head before. Um, pouring herself a glass and spraying the announcers with a different bottle. Uh, this was the first time we have seen Carmella wrestle in seven months, and based on Friday's performance, she didn't have much ring rust, if any at all. She and Banks messed well, but it never felt like the title was going to change hands. It was obvious this belt would end with some shenanigans from the start. The DQ finish uh, will allow the feud to continue, but the show already had a countout, so it felt a little excessive to include another non-finish go off the air for SmackDown. How do you feel about the, the ending? How do you feel about the show in general? Uh, 
I, I like the show. You know, the, the show did what it was supposed to do. Because um, we got one more before TLC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matter of fact, we have one more SmackDown before TLC because TLC is on the 20th. Okay. So, you know, I um, I don't like DQ finishes for title matches. But, you know, I guess that's it. Um, I like Carmella's new entry. You know, of course, a lot of people are going to say, oh, they're trying to steal him Kenny Omega because he did it. And he got the little screen first and he's got the silhouette. And now they want to do a silhouette with the woman. But um, I love the new Carmella. No, I like Carmella being a bad girl. It fits her better than a fake. It's just like Sasha with the uh, whole boss character. Like her being the legit boss, like her being having the, the boss attitude, like when she fucked with Izzy at um at NXT Takeover. I forgot which takeover it was. But the match but the Iron Man the Iron Woman match between or the Iron Man match between her and Bailey. Um that proved that like Sasha was a great heel, but you get what I you get what I'm saying. Some people are just natural heels. Yep. Yep. And Carmelo won. Carmelo is definitely a heel. No matter what, you know, I I don't like her. She's cool with the person in in, in general, but you know, that, that's somebody that's a person that you can love to hate. Okay, 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 okay. So, the next thing that we are about to get into, um, I, I believe this is the part where a couple of the other guys should be checking in uh, any moment, but we're going to go ahead and get into these Survivor Series picks. If me and, me and DB just gave you our picks, that'll just be what it is, but we'll kind of see where everybody else falls if they end up hopping in or not. So the first match on the card, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles with Omos. Who you got and why? It's not the time to take the title off Drew. Um, I, I think McIntyre wins off of, you know, even with the distraction of almost, um, you haven't seen anybody try to, you know, go against almost. But this character that Drew has now will be the first person, which I think will be the fir- you know the first person to go against almost mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, I'm not scared of you. What's up? I can. And then, um, yeah, I, I think Drew Drew will return. Drew will retain. I'm sorry. Um, and as your opponent, I do have to honestly agree. I do have to agree. I don't see the I don't see the title change of hands at all. Uh Bray Wyatt, the fiend Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Um in this particular match, I am going to go with the fiend. It's a rare occasion the fiend loses, like, and when the fiend loses, it like means something. 
and I don't feel like I feel like with the the way that he's been going, how he turned Finn Balor from the main roster back in the NXT fan. He turned vegan Daniel Bryan back into the 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 yes movement Daniel Bryan. Uh, he turned good good face Miz back into evil Miz. You get what I'm saying? Every time somebody's mm-hmm. going across Bray Wyatt or the Fiend's path, they end up having some sort of character change. And I just feel like I don't I don't see the I don't see the Fiend losing this match. He lost to Randy Orton at in the Firefly Funhouse match. I don't see him losing this match. So I got the Fiend. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. Unfortunately, I'm with you. All right, I can't go. I can't go against the Fiend. All right, so now we come up to our first, I guess you could say, wild card match. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Asuka and Lana. It's on you to pick this one. <laughs> yeah, you have to be quiet. I got it done. <laughs> That's true. Um, I'm going I'm going with Nia and uh, Shayna. Okay. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure about that, but you know what? I'm I'm going with Nia and Shannon because I don't trust them putting two titles on Oscar right now. Uh here's my thing. Um what the fuck? Wait, hold the fuck up. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Somebody, wait, hold up. So, I'm I'm looking at the, and I swear, this, I think somebody's just bullshit, so I don't want to actually say this, but on the, the wiki page for Survivor Series, um, when, I'm, when, I, when we get to it, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, but in, in Nia Dax versus Shayna Baszler, I want to I want to believe that that they're you know what because they can go one or two ways. It can either go Lana Lana fucks it up for her team, or like Lana wins it. That that's literally the one or the one or two ways it can go. Either Lana fucks it up for her team, or Lana wins it for her team. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Lana is the Lana is the 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 central the central figure for this whole thing. Like as far as the beef between Shayna Baszler and um the beef between Shayna Baszler and like. And in Oscar, like you, you get what I'm saying? You 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 get what I mean? Like yeah. Lana's the, the fucking catalyst. So with Lana being the catalyst, that's why it's just kinda like, ah, alright. Um, but if I'm 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 trying I'm trying to play to win. I'm playing to win. So I'm gonna go with Nia Jackson Shane. I'm gonna go with Nia and Shane. I feel like Lana I feel like they'll have Lana fuck it up before they have Lana go over it. Even though I was right for Survivor Series and Lana being the last one, and everybody called me fucking crazy. So, matter of fact, fuck it. We go with Lana twice. We go. We gonna roll with Lana twice. 
I was right for Survivor Series with Lana. We're going to roll with Lana twice. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'll pick Lana. Uh, All Roman right. Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Yeah. We don't need to talk about this match. At all. Sasha versus, Car- Sasha versus you know, Carmella. So you. They made it official for TLC. Yeah. Sasha's going to retain. Okay. And, and again, I'm in 100% agreeance with you. I'm in 100% agreeance with you. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Da, da, da. Next up, uh, the New Day versus the Hurt Business for the Raw Tag Team Championships. This one I have going to the Hurt Business. Like, I feel like they've been doing this whole back and forth thing, and I feel like it's the Hurt Business this time. Yeah, unfortunately, I gotta get, I gotta agree with you. I gotta agree with you. It's time. It's time for Shelton and, and Cedric to win those titles from the new day. Um, just to make the, the her business relevant. Okay, okay. And again, I got my, you. My so basically, in our matchup for the BGCW World Heavyweight Championship, it pretty much comes down to one match. And that's the tag match between uh, Naya and Shayna versus Asuka and Lana. Everything else, me and you pretty much agree on. So now, I see that you commented in the group. You saw the match that I have down here that's like, what the fuck? Because it doesn't make it doesn't make any fucking sense. Get the fuck out of here. We I don't even want to <laughs> Who the fuck put that shit on here? I have no idea. Somebody had to have done it in like the last five, ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, because that's just stupid. Oh yeah, no, somebody, somebody's definitely playing with the page. Because, hello, yes, sir. Okay, um, yeah, somebody's definitely, somebody's definitely, yeah, somebody playing with that page. Yes, yeah, so, I only, I only want to talk about that match. Yeah, somebody's fucking playing with that page. Uh, yeah. But yeah, those are our predictions. So we, like I said, we pretty much agree on everything except for. Except for um, the the tag team match, which it is what the fuck it is. It is what the fuck it is. Um, But yeah, this, ladies and gentlemen, is your BGTW. This is your BGTW World Heavyweight Championship match right here. It is me, the Youngblood Way, versus the villain DB. Uh, it looks like Moody and Rob and Murph will not be joining us on this broadcast. Uh, so I do want to thank you all so much for, for tuning in and listening to us. Because you are our reigning BG, BGTW World Heavyweight Champion, DB, go ahead and close the people out with one of your fantastic promos, sir. Appreciate you, sir. You know, I understand that you know you've been gifted this opportunity that you did not deserve. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who is my opponent. At the end, it will be what it is. I will still be the reigning defending undisputed world heavyweight champion of the Black Eyes Talk by Wrestling Universe. I'm the king. 
I'm the emperor of this nation. I am the one who climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and came back unscathed. I'm the one who destroys everybody who was in front of me. I'm the one who's the man who doesn't take no for an answer. So you, sir, would just be another stepping stone in my your quest to be a dual champion? Decade of dominance. I'm not even worried about that little peon championship, but I'll take it, though. How fucking dare you? Wait a second. What you will not do is disrespect the lineage, the the the, the Socrates of the BGCW World Television Championship. What you will not do is disrespect it. And that's why I'm coming for your title, DB. That's why I'm coming for your championship. Because only I can hold up the world and television, the world heavyweight and the world television championship. I can hold them up together and I can hold them with prestige. Here's the difference between me and the ultimate warrior. He was ass as a worker. I'm the best fucking worker of all time. He may have had the Intercontinental Championship going to the match versus Hulk Hogan, but this time I'm going to have the world championship going to the match versus either Murph or fucking Moody. It doesn't matter. Royal, the Royal Rumble is my time. The Royal Rumble is my space. I will be there as your reigning world heavyweight champion. I will walk out as a two-time BGTW world television champion. And finally, your BGTW world heavyweight champion. And that's something you can book. The same person, the same person who couldn't defend his made-up TV championship. The same person who couldn't win the World Heavyweight Championship. He's talking all this bullshit like he's going to be, you can book this and you can book that. Let me ask you a question, sir. Who was the only person to defend a championship in this company right now? It can be you. It can be you. Answer the question. It can be you, and that's perfectly fine. That's it. That's it, and that's all. This ain't going to change. What I said is what it is. I'm going to defend my championship. What you said is what you think it is. No, what I said is what it is. It's not. I'm the emperor of this nation. What I say goes. This is law. Well, Emperor. You lose. Well, Emperor, you have a date with destiny on December the 20th, sir, and I plan on seeing you there. Thank you all so much for listening to another fantastic episode of BGTW, Black Guys Talking About Wrestling. I have been your boy, Way, along with my good friend, the villain, DB. Peace out.